This is the Canna Curio Podcast by Cannabis Media, your source for cannabis and hemp license updates directly from the data vault. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cannabis Media newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay informed of future episodes and data releases. Welcome to the Canna Curio Podcast powered by Cannabis Media. We're your hosts, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. Today, we have a great show ahead for all of you guys. Uh, we are joined by the wonderful team at Tom's Tumblr. Uh, we have the honor of having Tom Brugeman and Mike Bracewell on with us. Uh, Tom is the inventor and president of Tom's Tumblr, and Mikey B is the Northern California sales rep uh, here with the team. They're also a Cannabis Media subscriber, and we are so, so excited to have them on the show. Uh, But as always, we're going to check in with Ed and see what he has for us today on the data front. All right, Amanda. So as you know, I've been spending a lot of time working on the point of sale report. And uh, so that has allowed Jason Keichel, our director of regulatory research, to fill in with some blog posts. So we've got some great content on testing schemes in a variety of markets that have now started to introduce testing licenses. And he's also done a great post on the upcoming election. So um, hopefully we're going to get him on the pod as well as a guest because he's got a lot of great stuff to talk about. And then on the data side, uh, we brought in a lot of information from Michigan, uh, a whole bunch of uh, additions. Oklahoma as well, another 185 licenses, if you can believe it. And then in California, we brought in new licenses and we also uh, remapped some of the license to so that they're a little more consistent and easier to work with. So uh, a lot going on from the data team, Amanda. Yeah, no kidding. And no surprise, California, Oklahoma, and Michigan have added more licenses this year. Exactly. Tom, Mikey B, welcome, welcome. It's so nice to have you. Uh, How's everybody doing? Fantastic, but could I quickly correct my pronunciation? Oh my goodness, of course you can. My apologies. It's Tom Brueggemann. Brueggemann. Ah, got it. Brueggemann. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How you Wonderful. guys doing? Good, Great. Mikey. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so, Tom, uh, I want to direct the first question to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Have you always wanted to, to, to be the king of cannabis trimming? Uh, actually, uh, not. I actually had a career as a stuntman for 30 years and planned on retiring and playing golf with whatever my hips had left uh, oh my gosh all the stunts and uh, but over the years I was inventing a, a variety of other products uh, as a hobby and you know made some money on some of them and and uh, got some patents on some of them and uh, and then um, you know some of my friends were uh, trimming and uh, and growing and in, in the San Fernando Valley here um, over the years and so I started learning about it and uh, so I applied my my uh, you know inventive ways and came up with the the Tom's uh, a tumbler and I actually came up with it uh, by throwing a few pounds of dried cannabis into a fishing net oh and uh, and started shaking it and, uh, and then I walked back in and showed my friends and they were like oh my god how'd you trim that so fast they they were amazed and uh, it looked really good but it was too a little bit too aggressive and too uh, labor intensive and that's when I came up with the idea of the Tom's tumblers and and tested that out and uh, started a website. And, you know, within uh, a day, we sold one hand crank. Uh, this is seven and a half years ago. And then 
within six months, we sold 500 hand cranks, and then we were off to the races from there and changing them and putting motors on them and funnel flows and uh, liquid CO2. And uh, uh, you know now we've uh, advanced to the Python, which is a continuous feed machine when the original ones were batch machines. And so um, I, I haven't always, matter of fact, I hate to admit this, I guess, to my audience, but I've never smoked uh, cannabis. Uh, it's, it's been a, a hobby and, a, and now a business for me uh, in, in uh, you know, creating products uh, for the industry. Wow, that's fascinating. It sounds like uh, the cannabis industry, though, is a perfect place for your your inventor uh, orient, your invention-oriented brain. Um, now, Mikey B., you're originally from Humboldt, and uh, from what I've learned, you're also a, a grower. Uh, what made you come over to the trimming side of things? Uh, why did you join the Tom's Tumblr team? So, um, Basically, I think it was about three and a half years ago, a friend of mine, I had some product that I had forgotten about and I stashed it underneath my house. And when I found it, it was like time was of the essence to get it trimmed before the new harvest came. So my friend had a machine kind of like Tom's, but it wasn't Tom's and I used it. And then I started looking online, trying to find that machine and I couldn't find it. The only machine I could find was Tom's and it looked just like it. So I, I purchased it on site and yeah. And literally in the next two weeks, I showed, uh, at least 15 of my friends and 11 out of the 15 bought the machine on site. Yeah. So then I just started telling everybody to call Tom's and tell him Mikey B sent them. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I got into it. That's great. I love it. Very uh, classic cannabis kind of old school referral network. Like this equipment works. Say Mike B sent you. I love it. I love it. Um, well, guys, we've had other cultivation tech equipment companies on the show before, and I wanted to ask, you know, what sets Tom's Tumblr apart from the rest? Uh, well, just uh, uh, regarding uh, Mike uh, having a, a fr- you having a friend have a, another model that was similar to ours. It was a guy that copied me and was infringing on my uh, patented uh, technology and. Um, so instead of going after him, we decided to make a better product at a better price and have better service. And then that guy ended up going out of business. Uh, um, but he did copy our original model, um, which you know, we've advanced on a, a lot since then. Um, but getting back to your question, I'm sorry, what was it again? No worries. I mean, uh, I think you kind of just answered it a little bit here, but we were trying to see, you know, kind of what sets you guys apart from the other uh, companies that are out there. Well, I, I think one of the biggest things is exactly what I just said. We have a product that works um, and a product that's reasonably priced. Uh, it's typically much lower priced than any of the other machines on the market. Um, and um, one of my keys uh, uh, is to have impeccable service, which includes me uh, talking to all my customers on a regular basis and uh, you know giving referrals to them to, uh, to other growers uh, where they can help each other out, uh, informing them and educating them, especially the new growers, uh, on uh, being more successful. And so um, you know I try to, I try to 
be as open and uh, and uh, uh, helpful to all of my customers in any way that I can. And I I found that we've created a, a quite loyal uh, base of customers, um, especially because our machines work. And and then after you. You, you run them and you run your product through and you touch it up. Uh, people uh, can't tell the difference between hand trim stuff and, and uh, the stuff that was run through our machines. And, you know, that's that's why we've been successful, Amanda. That's great. That's great. So, uh, Ed, I'm, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm curious as to what the selling process is like. You mentioned that, you know, when you kicked off, you had a website and started taking orders kind of like crazy. You've got the awesome Mikey B there funneling your leads as, as he was, you know, coming on board. But is it a combination of the web, direct sales, resellers? You know, how, how do you bring these orders uh, into your company? Uh, well, that, that is an excellent question. Um, we make uh, videos. That's really important to uh, explain and, and show people in a video why and how our machines trim differently than the other bladed machines. Um, and that is our... our machines have we've created a gentle environment for the flowers to gently uh, roll and rub against each other uh, which allows them to trim each other instead of having blades cutting and that allows the structure of the flowers to, uh, to uh, the, and the integrity of the flowers to be maintained and nothing is, is cut off um, so uh, it's when we can educate them and, and do a demo to show them, because most people don't even really believe that a bladeless trimmer can uh, can trim well. Mm -hmm. uh, and But after we do a demo, we have like a 99% uh, closing rate in selling a machine. Um, and uh, so wow. as, as far as the other platforms, of course, we have the SEO and we have, uh, you know, Google AdWords and, and we have, you know, uh, obviously, um, uh, Marketing at trade shows and um, and any way that we can, we're we're, we're trying to uh, uh, to market ourselves. Great, great. Well, uh, those all sound like really effective tactics to uh, to get in there. So, one thing that I am curious about is that I've heard that in this space, when companies like yours go to a cultivator you can sometimes run into what I'd call tension in between, like the chief operating officer. And, and, and the grow team, you know, the grow team wants to do everything by hand, let's say, and, you know, the operations guy or gal wants to get everything done, you know, inexpensively. How do you handle that, you know, the, this high tech versus high touch kind of uh, tension? Well, that is an excellent question. And uh, the, the way we, we do run into that type of, uh, of friction uh, uh, until we do a demo. In, in front of uh, the grower and uh, in front of the, uh, the operations person who's trying to save money for the company and lowering the labor costs. Um, because when we do a demo, they're in shock of how fast our machines can trim and how well they trim. And, and, uh, and with a minimal touch-up, they see that it's, it's just like it was hand-trimmed from the beginning. So it's like they look at the, the operations person looks at the grower and says, why do we have to spend all this money on hand trimming when we can have the exact same thing using uh, uh, Tom's tumblers and, and his pythons? Um, so, but we do run into that, but we, 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 get, we overcome it by doing a demo uh, and a lot of convincing to let us do a demo uh, because a lot of times the growers are very resistant uh, to uh, having any machines touch their product. But because our flowers trim each other and there's no blades involved, uh, we can you know pretty quickly 
convince them to at least allow us to do a demo. That's great. That's great. Now, one of the things that I noticed in learning uh, about your company is essentially the ability to reach Tom anytime. Um, and here at Cannabis Media, we actually have a similar approach where you know I'm one of the co-founders and Larry and I are always available, always responding to customers. You know, what has that been like for you and your team? Because we get a lot of benefit out of it. You know, people are, are appreciative and you know they like that they can get their questions answered. You know, how does that work out for you and how has that helped you build your brand? Yeah, I, I think in this day and age, I, I, I hear people telling me all the time uh, that they can't believe, number one, that they're getting a live person on the line, and number two, uh, the inventor and, and founder of the company on the line, uh, and, and, and someone who really cares about uh, what they're doing. And, um, and, that, and I, I truly do care. It's not, uh, it's not uh, completely ulterior motives to get sales. It's I, I, I care about helping these growers because there's a variety of different reasons that they're growing besides making money. And, and you know, a lot of people, you know, use it, uh, do use it for medicinal purposes and, you know, Vietnam vets and, and uh, you know, uh, mm. first responders going through a lot of stress and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I do care about things above and beyond selling. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mikey V, a question for you. You know, you're out in the marketplace. You know, you're out there in Humboldt. I'm curious, as you look across your 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 prospects, suspects, customers, what kind of market segmentation do you see? Is is you know, is there outdoor versus indoor? You know, are there different state markets? You know, and are there any hemp opportunities as well? I was kind of curious about that uh, too. So, uh, a bunch of questions for you, Mikey B. Yeah. So. I mean, I would say across the board, um, from hemp to cannabis, uh, it's like Tom said, as soon as somebody sees the machine in action, it mm. literally, you can see the wheels start to spin. Um, <laughs> because it literally, I mean, it's, it's a game changer. It's, it's straight up has changed my life and many different avenues from being able to trim up my own flower um, by myself in two weeks versus taking like three to four months. Um, and then it spreads like wild wildfire. Like most of my friends and the people that I know, I mean, I'm born and raised up here and my name is getting out more and more and more. And I get calls on a daily to do demos and I cruise all over Northern California and I've made nice. some of the best connects and relationships with these people. Cause I've literally, I'll go out, show them a demo, and then, like Tom says, answer any questions and try and help them out as best as I can. And once I, if we ever run into somebody that's not super um, convinced, then I just start asking simple questions like, how many pounds do you think you're going to have? How many workers do you have? You know, what's your overhead and how much you're going to spend? And then mm. we do the demo. And then I crunch the numbers and you can, like I said, the wheels start spinning and then everybody starts calling their friends and they're like, dude, you got to check this out. This machine's ridiculous. <laughs> like, and that's, that's how it's gone. I mean, I, Tom called me and offered me a job, um, like three months after I got my first Tom's, like the, the oh, first, wow. the first four places I went, my friends literally bought my machine off me and wouldn't let me leave without me selling them the machine because they needed it right then and there wow wow yeah you got to put the uh, nfs not for sale uh, on your demo units i think right so 
Oh, that, that no, that's great. I mean, it's one of those things too, based on what you described, where it's that classic kind of you've got a problem, I've got a solution. Let's talk you through that ROI, and suddenly it w- it would seem sort of surprising for somebody not to buy it at that point because uh, it looks like the economics work out work out really well. And uh, yeah, that kind of leads to my last question. And once again, it's it's a little bit about business market segmentation. In looking at your product mix, it appears to me, sort of uh, on the on the ignorant side, that you cover growers who might be like micro producers, all the way up to what looks to be maybe big industrial growers. So, are you really covering essentially you know the whole cultivation market from you know tiny to gigantic? I I believe so. I mean, it's with the pythons. The pythons can do an astronomical amount of pounds in an hour. Which, on the grand scheme of things, if, if in my head, if I were if I were going to get licensed and I had a goal of growing five thousand pounds in a year, whether it be hemp or cannabis, my in my head the first thing that I'm going to think about is okay, where am I going to hang all this? How am I going to dry all this? And then. How am I going to get through it in an efficient manner without breaking the bank? And there really is no other machine on the market that even compares to Tom's machines. Like it, it, it's affordable. It gets the job done. It's gentle. Um, you can run your indoor or your outdoor. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's it's a machine for everybody to use. It just depends on what your goals are and, and what you're trying to accomplish within your company and, and the people around you. Cause even the small, from the small backyard mom and pop uh, farmers, mm. like all the way up to the people that do acres and acres of hemp, every single person that I've talked to, they've literally tried almost every other machine on the market. And as soon as they get to Tom's, it just becomes a no-brainer because it it's affordable and it gets it done and it can do it on multiple levels from small to ridiculously big farms. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I love about sort of your story and, and, and your contribution to, to this business is you come with a practitioner's perspective. You grow. You use these products. You're like, listen, I've been using them for years and you know that that's why you know I stand behind them and that's why I sell them. And I would imagine that's a pretty powerful um, part of the brand promise when you show up and they know that you're using this to, to, to run your business and to run your growth. So that that's really awesome. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm actually like couldn't be more stoked on working with Tom because it truly is one of the few products that I've seen in this industry that works works well and doesn't destroy your product and that right there in itself because I've used every other trim machine on the market mm. and nothing compares to this machine That's great that's great I love it. Well, I mean, you've heard it here first, folks, uh, from Mikey B, straight from the grower's mouth, uh, the Tom's Tumblr. Uh, He highly endorses it. And, um, you know, guys, I wanted to kind of take a look into 2021, right? Uh, Are there any new products or uh, improvements that we can look forward to from the Tom's Tumblr team or perhaps any new inventions, Tom? Oh my God! You that must you can be, talk about. <laughs> you, 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 you're reading my mind because I did want to mention that. I love it. 
we, we, we do have uh, uh, some inventions that are in the works that will hopefully, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's some uh, certain uh, aspects of the processing um, that it's really bottlenecks the uh, uh, production. And one of them is uh, deleafing the water leaves off the flowers before they oh. go into trimming machines. So uh, I have a solution to that that we're uh, developing. And, and then also the other big uh, bottleneck is... Um, is bucking uh, the flowers off of the plants. Uh, and uh, right now, the only machines that are on the market are machines that uh, that don't, I mean, there are some on the, on the market, but they destroy the product. Uh, but uh, there's, uh, the only other machines that don't destroy the product for the most part are the machines where you have to put in one branch at a time to take off the flowers. And uh-huh. I, I, I have a solution I'm working on that will be able to strip whole plants at a time without uh, destroying the flowers. Wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, myself, I just got back from a, a vacation home uh, where my parents are uh, actually growing, if you can believe it. My dad's a former police officer, um, but we just had a full, you know, weeks of harvest, a week of harvest and, you know, doing everything by hand. You know, I'm not not afraid of hard work, but oh my gosh, it's a tedious process. And I'm so glad that uh, companies like you guys exist. Uh, th- th- thank you. Yeah, we're... Uh... We're very, very surprised how uh, everything has uh, taken off in the, uh, um, the, uh, you know, the arena for both he- cannabis and hemp. And getting back to your question about hemp, hemp is also uh, our big machines. We've sold a, a tremendous amount of pythons to the hemp industry because they, they're allowed to do much higher volumes uh, yeah. than, than THC. And um, uh, we were lucky that we, we were the, one, the only one that had a l- large volume uh, trimming option. Uh, the rest of the machines were geared towards low volumes. Uh, um, and so uh, we, we got lucky there. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're very happy that this industry is, is exploding. And we're also very lucky that it's exploding. Um, and we're coming up with uh, good options and, and we're helping people save money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, looking at you know the industry itself, uh, virtual MJ Biz. They just announced earlier this month that we're going to be completely virtual. Will we see you guys there? I believe so. Uh, I think that's on our calendar. Um, yeah, and, and then they, you're talking about the one that's usually in Vegas. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, we've already paid, so we're we're definitely doing <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've all already paid. All of us yep. that we're supposed to go and had our boots booked uh, a year in advance. So yeah, I- I'm excited. I've been enjoying the virtual shows uh, as well. So. Well, guys, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Tom, Mikey B, it really has been a pleasure uh, speaking with you both. Um, We look forward to seeing you at MJ Biz Virtual and uh, hopefully sometime next year. Yeah, I just I just want to say one last thing, Amanda. That, that Mikey B is uh, has been a huge asset uh, to our company uh, because he's such a an experienced grower, and um, he, he can talk uh, the language to the farmers, and, and they trust him because he is an experienced grower, like you said er- earlier today. Uh, but he's he's just a huge asset, uh, uh, and we're really happy to have him. So, anyway, thanks for being on, Mikey. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Hey, Tom. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Aw, I love the love. That's so sweet. (laughs) All right, uh, guys, let's take a quick look ahead for Cannabis Media and what we've got to look forward to from the Data Vault. Ed? All right, well, as I mentioned, we're finishing up the point-of-sale report, and 
Amanda and I are going to be talking about that at an NCI webinar next week on Wednesday, 1130 Pacific time, 1230 Mountain and 230 Eastern. So be sure to check it out. And we're also working on updated reports on retailers and dispensaries nationwide, as well as cultivation licenses. I love it. Yep. If you guys are curious or interested, we'll have a link to the NCIA webinar as well as uh, there will be a couple marketing pushes on Monday and Wednesday. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. But uh, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Can of Curio podcast and we are your hosts, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. Stay tuned for more updates from the Data Vault. Thanks for listening to the Can of Curio podcast by Cannabis Media. Stay up to date with the latest episodes of the podcast and get alerts on the latest licensing activity in the United States and Canada, as well as exclusive industry insights by signing up for the Cannabis Media Licensing Newsletter at cannabis.media newsletter.